I'll go home as a beggar and never be your wife. Hi, I'm Mary. And I'm Katie. And this is The Housewife Did It. Pop Culture Edition. Ooh, and it's uh, Halloween when this comes out. So happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Not wearing a costume, but I'm wearing an homage to a costume. Yeah. Your last night's costume. <laughs> My last night costume. I'm drinking... Berry Basil Cannabis Infused Sparkling Beverage from Minneapolis Cider Company. Minneapolis Cider Company, sponsor us. Should I go get my, my coffee soda? I, it's strawberry lime flavored. Oh. I'm intrigued. Run it says it. it's supposed to taste like Hawaiian punch from when you were little. And coffee? Or not coffee, taste. I don't know. I don't, that's what I'm trying to figure out because it is a coffee soda. Yeah, you can run and get it. We'll start okay. with our we'll drink reviews. <laughs> Where is it from? Comeback Coffee. That's weird. Does it have the coffee flavor? Yes. And the fruit punch flavor? Yeah. The description says, Remember your favorite juice pouch from childhood? Well, well imagine it now with coffee and bubbles for a fun new way to enjoy the flavors you already know and love. Refresh- refreshingly familiar. Interesting. I also have a local drink. Well, it's not bad. Okay. Okay. So, Comeback Coffee and or Minneapolis Cider Company sponsor us, but please make diet, diet. versions for Mary. Or or tell me if it's if it's diet. Yeah, just put a label. Correct me if I'm wrong. All right. So let's get rolling. Start off. Last night we found out. That Matthew Perry died mm-hmm. at the age of 54. Not entirely clear, but they say an apparent drowning in his jacuzzi or hot tub at mm-hmm. home. I don't know. Like, to me, that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, like I think... They did say that they didn't find any, like, drugs. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. like, I heard it could have been a call about a cardiac arrest. But then it's like, so did he die from a heart attack? Or did he have a heart attack and then drown? Like, I don't know. But very sad. In other news, reportedly, Catherine Dennis ran over a school resource officer directing traffic outside of an elementary school and then fled the scene. So she's now involved in a hit and run. It's great. (laughs) It does not surprise me. Uh-uh. Not really. Well, they were like, it's it's unclear if it's the Southern Charm star, Catherine Dennis, but the car is registered to a Catherine Calhoun Dennis from Monk's Corner. And I'm like, seems pretty clear to me. Yeah. Kyle, and Mer- Kyle Richards' Mauricio drama is picking up. I happened to catch the first episode of the new season of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. So, I got invested in this all of a sudden. But Mauricio was seen out with his Dancing with the Stars partner, Emma Slater, seeming very close and holding. And then they were holding hands. Mm-hmm. The same rumor has been spread about Harry Jowsey and Riley Arnold, partially for the same reason. Um, and they explained, like, somebody asked them, like, y'all are holding hands. And they explained that in their situation, she was, like, trying to lead him out of a crowd. Mm. So they weren't, like, holding hands, but she was, like, holding on to him and pulling him through the crowd. 
which like I think that the difference is that everyone and their mother wants Harry Jowsey and Riley Arnold to be together but her having graduated from high school six months ago freaks me out yeah quite frankly I would rather Mm -hmm. Emma and Mauricio be together because that's normal yeah yeah so Andy asked Kyle about the pictures on watch what happens live and she said she was very hurt and she also said obviously there's something there Mm -hmm. uh which I agree Kyle I agree Mm -hmm. she also did say on watch what happens live that she and Morgan Wade are just best friends so she's sticking to that although I think we're gonna see a little bit of their friendship on this season of Beverly Hills so I guess we'll see if she's just, like, trying to keep us in the dark for something to air or what. But Mauricio and Emma did make a video replying to these, uh, I don't know, accusations, I guess, or suggestions. And they basically just said they're very close, which I think, like, is fair. Like, on Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. like, you do get really close. Like, I think that that's mm-hmm. true. But they uh, said that... They grabbed hands because they were recapping from the week, mm-hmm. which I like don't really <laughs> understand. The two of them out in public recapping. Well, he was like, "We were just recapping, and then you know, like I just reached over and grabbed her, grabbed her hand, and like Mauricio, you're saying it like this. You're saying it to me, like it makes a lot of sense. Yeah." It doesn't make any sense. And and Emma's just like, yeah, yeah, we were just re-. I'm like, recapping what? I mean, yeah. maybe it was like an emotional week. Like, so they grabbed hands? Like, I don't really understand. Also, I'm assuming you've seen the pictures. I have not. Okay. I can assure you that those are two people who have fucked or, like, really, really want to fuck. Okay. I just, I feel very confident about that. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I also think it's worth noting that Emma also just got a divorce from another Dancing with the Stars um, professional. Okay. So, I think it would make a lot of sense if they have found comfort in each other. Yeah. Um, but also, his dance this week was kind of about Kyle. Yeah. Um, it was like the most memorable year. And he explained that his most memorable year was when their family was struggling with money and Kyle um, came to him and was like, you know, you have always wanted to be a real estate agent. Like, why don't you like go follow through with that and like become one? And that basically like her encouragement changed their lives. Yeah. And the way it looked in the dance was like Emma was Kyle. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of like encouraging him to like follow his dreams and like lifting him up and leading him to what he needed and whatever um so I thought that was interesting that like I think regardless of what's happened with them it seems that he still like respects Kyle enough to recognize that like she helped get him where he is yeah yeah and the separation Drama, which, like, I guess at this point in the show, it's not a separation, Mm -hmm. but it seems that we're getting there. Um, Mm -hmm. In the very first episode, 
Mauricio discovers that Kyle has two or three more tattoos than he knew about. She's now up to five. Kyle says, <laughs> which is fair, but she says, well, if you were paying closer attention to my body or we spent more time together, you would probably have seen these. Uh, which, like, again, like, while that's fair, like, that is sad. Yeah. yeah. So Mauricio tries to tell her, he starts off really sweet and he's just like, I don't remember what he calls her, something like love bug or something. But he's like, honey, like, that that's too many. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, like, I'll do what I want. And then he starts to get more serious and he's just like, mm-hmm. seriously, that's too many. And he tells her, like, I just don't want you doing stuff like this, like this just to rebel. Mm-hmm. And she is very stern that, like, she will do what she wants with her own body. Obviously, good for her. A great boundary yeah. to set. But I do think, like, I I haven't watched years of Mauricio. But from, like, what I've heard and what I have seen, like, I like Mauricio. And he just yeah. seems like someone who is heartbroken that there are three tattoos on his wife's body that he didn't know about. And mm-hmm. that, like, she seems to, like, be becoming someone else. Not necessarily yeah. a bad thing, but, like, that would be sad for someone yeah. you've been with for 20-plus years. Yeah. Like, obviously you can't control your wife. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. But if your wife is getting tattoos without telling you, there's, like, clearly a communication breakdown. And I, personally, like, if I found out that my husband had tattoos that he did not tell me about... Like, yeah. I would be mad. It's just like, have you had like, time to get three tattoos? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like I, I have tattoos. I never, like, ask my husband, like, hey, yeah. can I get a tattoo? But, like, I would give him a heads up. Well, you're involved enough in each other's life that it'd be like, how do you come home with a recovering tattoo that's, like, red right. and, like, right. whatever, and, like, no one knows? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I get why he's mad, but also, like, I think she has a fair point. Like, how are you just now seeing them? Yeah. But it's also, like, I, I don't know enough context, but, like, whose fault is it that he's never, not seen right. your body in a right. long time? Like, is it just Mauricio's fault? Like, and maybe. But. Yeah. I don't know. So. Oh. Okay. Mary has things to say about Winterhouse, so that will be a whole little section. But. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. But on Watch What Happens Live... Following the Winter House premiere, which we'll get to in a second, Kyle was able to give a little more insight to the Red Different Kyle. Huh? Different Kyle. Yeah, whoa, yeah. I was like, no, it's the regular Kyle Mary. No. (laughs) Kyle Cook (laughs) was able to give us a little more insight to the Red House breakup. Yes, both Mm -hmm. Kyles have been on Watch What Happens Live this week, so Kyle Cook. He said... That, I mean, basically Andy was like, were you surprised? And he said, like, I mean, I'm privy to more information than most people. So, like, I wasn't surprised. But, like, also when you get to a point of wanting to call off a wedding, like, that is, like, a big deal. He actually said, like, that's a bigger decision than proposing. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, I was surprised they got to that point. But... He said Carl had told him before that, like, the only place they communicated well was in therapy and that Carl didn't want to have to have 50 years of his life where he could only communicate through a third party, which is, like, fair. I mean, I don't know. It It is true that, like, I, I think 
Lindsay is so, like, we're going to be in therapy and it's going to make us better, but, like, she doesn't seem to, like, keep skills super well. Like, she gets out into a hard situation and she just, like, loses her shit. Yeah. But, anyway, he also said that Carl was not planning to break up with Lindsay in that conversation, and so, like, no one really knew about it until that's how it ended, and then they found out. And then Andy asked Kyle how much he thinks Carl regrets the breakup, and Kyle said zero. Yeah, I think that makes a lot more sense, actually, like, that it wasn't like Carl set her down and was like, we're breaking up, but that, like, they were trying to have a conversation and that's just the direction it headed. And it but may it have been also, also Lindsay like, losing her shit or, you know, like, yeah. who knows? But it's also, like, sad to me because I feel like in watching them get together, it felt like Lindsay's communication issues from, like, previous relationships had really improved with Carl. Like, yeah. Carl is, like, a very clear communicator, yeah. especially now that he's sober, and, like, it seemed like they were doing really well with that, and so it's, like, sad that it, like, got to a point where he was, like, as a very good communicator, it was, like, I literally cannot talk to her anywhere else, and, yeah. like, I think that because he is a good communicator, like, I can see how that would be very frustrating that, like, you're with someone who we already know is a little like hot-headed and like like not very careful t- when speaking yeah <laughs> that like that it's now becoming an issue even with someone that she started really healthily with yeah so i'll be excited to watch that play out finally mm-hmm. the roni reunion is starting off with a bang i feel kind of confusing bang (laughs) i must say like it's a little hard to follow but we find out that cy and bren apparently have not really talked since that finale andy like brings up like wait y'all have been in like press together like and they're like yeah i mean we talk there but like otherwise Mm -hmm. not really There are a lot of discussions about things that have been talked about on podcasts and to press since filming, which I think on the one hand is, like, that's just, like, the trend nowadays is, like, there's always stuff about, like, you sold this to the tabloids, but now it's, like, podcasts, and you Mm -hmm. can, like, directly link these people to it, because it's, like, I heard you you on the podcast say that, yeah. (laughs) But I also think these women are new to this, so maybe they didn't expect that, like, people would go out on podcasts and, like, say the opposite of what they had just said in the season, so, that seemed to be a lot of points of contention, was just, like, what has been said since airing wrapped. They all agree that Aaron is a gaslighter and a shit stirrer. Seemingly, Aaron agrees, too. <laughs> kind of. She, she was like, yeah, I'm rude. And <laughs> Uba was like, you're not rude. Like, you're very polite. I just think you're a shit stirrer. And she's like, yeah, I mm-hmm. stir shit. I didn't hear her, like, say, like, yes, I'm a gaslighter, because who's going to say that? But, yeah, (laughs) I was like, is she being a smartass, or, like, is she having a moment of clarity? I don't understand. 
Apparently, Uba had been railing into them all via text leading up to the reunion. So they were just yeah. talking about the series of texts they were getting from her. Yeah. All of them. It sounded to me like she and Aaron are not on speaking terms right now. It and that when that she way. did text all of them, uh, it said that she called Aaron Karen. Yeah. I think she, in like the previews, I, I think. Like, she came in hot. Yeah, but it was, like, so, like, I love Uba, but it was, like, yeah. really giving pick-me. Like, the way that, like, no yeah. one's even fucking talking about anything, and she'll be, like, like, Andy will say something about people that are two-faced, and she's, like, like, Jen Alliance, and you're, like, yeah. whoa, girl, like, you'll have your time. Yeah. Right, like, it, it was, it was wild to me. Like, yeah. I'm, like, why is, why does Uba hate everybody? Yeah. So, Sai does admit that she was mad at herself for spilling Uba's secret and that she took it out on Bryn. This was emotional for Bryn to hear, given that they apparently haven't spoken in, like, six months or however long <laughs> since then. So, I think it kind of sucked to hear that Sai knows it was her own fault and yet has right. been, like, punishing Bryn by not speaking right. to her. So, that kind of sucks. Shitty. Yeah. But, something good that came out of this after the reunion, Uba has gone public with her boyfriend, Mr. Connecticut. I didn't write his name down because it isn't a recognizable name. But he is a German investment baker. And she had said in the reunion that he is private because mm-hmm. of his job. So We've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> and then one final cute small thing. Michelle Young hard launched her new boyfriend. He's a Minnesotan. It looks like he is not famous or relevant mm-hmm. in any way, it seems, which is good. He's cute, though. He is cute. I do think he looks quite young, but I don't know his mm-hmm. age, so I will... Maybe he's Do you just... know Michelle's age? I don't. Okay. But I think she's got to be, like, 28 to 30, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's just a guess. I like she just seems no seems so like above the twenty four year olds we get from Bachelor. So, mm-hmm. all, all right. right. So you have watched Winter House. Yes. yes. Nice. Winter House. And you've caught up on the old ones, right? You did yes. that a while ago. Okay. Yes. So, I heard that at the premiere. Carl and Lindsay were both at the event, which is interesting given mm-hmm. that neither of them, like, have to be at the event. Yeah. Um, right. And maybe they will make, like, a guest appearance this season, but, like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I oh. feel like they probably will make a guest appearance at some point. Yeah, which is gonna be kind of sad to watch, but they do have to talk about Scandaval in the first episode because mm-hmm. Tom Sandoval was supposed to be there, but now he is not. Yeah, and we learned that it, at the time that they start filming, it has been a week mm-hmm. since Scandaval broke. Um, so I'm sure it will be brought up plenty. Yeah. And finding out that Katie has never heard of Schwartz makes a lot more sense with the rumors that are going that they'll be together this season. Because yeah. coming into the house, like, everyone kind of hates him mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And she's like, and they're all like, I'm like so disappointed in him. Like, obviously, we can't have Sandoval come, but like, Schwartz can come, but like, he's on thin ice too. And then she's like, I have never heard of this person in my life. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
And man, as I was watching that first episode, I was sitting there thinking, I swear Mary said she liked Alex from Below Deck. But I was like in pain. It was like so hard to watch how cringy this man was. Now, his friend Brian Benny is like just as difficult to watch. But, ew, it was rough, man. I actually, like, I feel like, so Jordan totally thought Alex was hot when he first walked in. But I feel like you can watch in real time, in that moment in the hot tub, as she gets the ick. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, he's like, slow motion crawling towards her, and you can see her go from, like, this was fun and flirty to, ew, ew. Yeah. And, like, good for her, because I feel like a lot of women, if you got the ick part of the way through something like that, like, you would still just kiss them, and then, like, whatever. But she was like, nope, I'm not into this anymore. Like, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like Alex. That is um, so sad, Mary. Below deck. My, but my first thought watching the premiere was, why is Alex being such a fucking weirdo? So weird. I think that the thing is that on the one season he was on of Below Deck, he was part of that love pentagon. Yeah. And he was kind of overshadowed by Gary in the love pentagon. So Alex liked Mads and Mads liked Alex, but she got with Gary so quickly that Alex was kind of on the sideline. So maybe we just didn't get a good... Yeah. view of him he like made he you wasn't really going, him. he wasn't like actively pursuing mads because she was with gary yeah um we didn't get to see that side but yeah it just got progressively worse throughout the episode um i hate watching him i brian is better brian is easier to watch yeah because he's like cute cringe mm-hmm. alex is and like he... really unaware yeah. cringe yeah um, but yeah, I love Jordan. I love watching her shut everyone down because I thought the same thing. I feel like on Bravo, especially we see women being overly polite to avoid being awkward. Yeah. So I love like when women on Bravo shows are not afraid to be firm with their boundaries. Um, especially women of color, because mm-hmm. I feel like, like, I feel like when Sierra is, like, firm with her boundaries, people think she's, like, so, like, over yeah. the top and, like, angry. Yeah. And so I like, like, when they're, like, no, I'm not into this. Like, please stop. Yeah. Also on Winter House, Danielle talks more about her breakup with Robert and that it was not amicable. Mm-hmm. That she, like, I think has seen him a couple times and it was it did not go well. Yeah. Um, Corey talks about his new situationship with Sam and how much he likes her. He refu- he will not say that they're in a relationship, though. So sleazy. Which they are. Yeah. I mean, I know they are now, but they were then, too. I, I, and, like, Kyle said, like, maybe they haven't, like, put the title on it. Yeah. And so, like, I almost wonder if it's more of, like, you know, Corey, we watched him play, like, he likes to play hard to get. So I almost yeah. think it's more of, like, a pride thing. He doesn't want to be the one calling her his yeah. girlfriend if they haven't had that discussion. But it's, yeah. like, I think saying to people, like, I will not be open to getting to know people in the house right. would be fair. But he's, like, leaving because everyone. Because you like her. Yeah. And they're clearly into him, so. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Um, then at the very end of the episode, Schwartz 
enters the home and is already playing on the melodramatics. If he is going to spend this entire season wallowing about how hurt he was by Scandival, I am going to lose it. Yeah. Like, I literally cannot watch it if that is what he's going to be doing. It's, it might be. <laughs> it Like, I get that it's been a week at that point, mm-hmm. but, like, at some point, you got to move on. He's not there. Worry about other things. Yeah. I swear to God, if that's how he ends up winning Katie... And being well, like, in the previews, this was so sad for me. And like, me, me. yeah, in the previews, he's like, I can't hook up with a girl named Katie because my ex wife's name is Katie. And I feel like maybe that's how he gets hers. He's like, oh, like, this is so weird for me. Yeah. And then she's like, hmm. Yeah. I'm going to try harder. Ugh. All right. Over to ABC, mm-hmm. it's Bachelor Time. So, the new girl we were waiting to come down the stairs uh, was Sam from Bachelor in Paradise Canada. A bit mm-hmm. a bit of a... Not the climax I was looking for. I we think don't she looks her. like a glam version of uh, Hannah Burner. Can I tell you what I read? Someone hmm. said, do all people from Canada look alike? Because she looks like Jimbo's sister. And I was like, I mean, she kind of does, but I feel, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Sambo gets thrown into the rose ceremony <laughs> right off the bat. But first, I mean, she has a few conversations, but first she tells mm-hmm. Sean that at 26 years old, his frontal cortex is probably not even fused. And he makes the worst argument a man could, and he says, no, actually, people tell me all the time I'm mature for my age. He is not. No. And she said, who tells you that? Your mom? She's <laughs> uh, Yeah. Sean, Will, Aaron S., and John B. go home. Aaron S., like, you know where you went wrong. Buddy. <laughs> You should have left when you had the chance with a girl. Um, and Sam. Sam. Peter. Not Peter. FP. Over over Will or John B. Peter? Come on, I don't get it. And she did could, make it very clear. Me. Yeah, she made it very clear that, like, she was interested in the other guys. <laughs> like, she was like, there's some hot guys that got roses from other people. So, yeah, I'll be looking at them. Rachel and Brayden go on their date. Truthfully, I feel like I am watching two people who are very in love, who've known each other a long time, who are on, like, their fucking honeymoon. They fit so perfectly together. Yeah. I'm obsessed. And now I'm wondering if their reaction to Jesse's comment about them sitting together at After the Final Rose had less to do with them being, like, weird at him suggesting they were together and more about them being worried about being too obvious. Maybe. That they were together. Um, because, like, when he said that, their eyes got really big and they and then it flashed to them later and they weren't sitting together anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I really don't see any way that it doesn't work out. I know. At this point in time. I hope. But, yeah. In true Bachelor in Paradise fashion... Cat's birthday obviously has to be ruined. We yeah. all saw this coming. Apparently, Cat mm-hmm. did not. 
the the previews brought it up several times. <laughs> we all know how birthdays go in paradise. Yeah. So Davia shows up. She's a stunner. Mm-hmm. Um, Davia, who the show clearly knows, is interested in Tanner. Mm-hmm. And she asks Tanner on a date. He says yes, but that he would like to talk to Kat before he leaves. She is pissed because it is her birthday. But also mm-hmm. because he said yes without talking to her. Now, according to what we as viewers have seen... She did not mm-hmm. even talk to Brayden before leaving for her date. Not just, like, didn't talk to him before saying yes. Like, she literally walked right past him and left. Now, Which Brayden found out. Yes. Now, she, of course, is now saying that that was editing and that she did talk to him before. But I guess we don't really know. And, of course, mm-hmm. to Kat, it would be different because it's not her, his birthday. <laughs> yeah. So... She can do whatever she wants to him. Aaron B. is not feeling the slightest bit bad for Kat. And he says to the camera, just eat your cake. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Yeah. Like, like he is so funny to me. Um, but also, I cannot believe that Kat was Delulu enough to think that she would get a date card after she just got to go on a date with Tanner. Yeah. And her reaction to Rachel getting it was, like, actually unhinged yeah. to me. Like, that, first of all, like, it's your birthday, you, not your fucking coronation day. Yeah. You're not the president. You're not getting, like, put, it's not that special a day. Yeah. You don't get an extra date just because it's your birthday. Yeah. Um, when other people haven't had time for one yet. But also, Delulu is her when Davia, in my opinion, very kindly and without needing to, pulls her aside to chat. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so you don't want to pursue any of these other people? And, and Davia's like, I wouldn't have asked Tanner on the date so quickly if I didn't want to pursue him. Yeah. And, like, like, she just, everything feels very, like just like selfish but also like at this point i feel like if we see her couple up with anyone else it's just not gonna feel genuine yeah because of how like cuckoo she is being about tanner yeah yeah cat feels that the fact that it's her birthday means that tanner should choose her above all else And that this makes Tanner not a man. She says that he is a boy. He is indecisive. This is not what she wants. She wants someone who's going to choose her. Not someone who would ever make her feel like this on her birthday. Drama. Mm -hmm. Sam tries to encourage her to use her logical brain instead of her emotional brain. Because Sam acknowledges the birthday timing obviously sucks. But would your logical brain be that upset with him for wanting to explore with other people if it wasn't your birthday? Mm-hmm. Is Sam a therapist? I don't know, dude. She talks about the brain a lot. Yeah. Um, also, though, Brayden, like, full-on patronizing cat is cracking me up. He's like, yeah. Like, let's do a deep breathing exercise. And she's just sitting there, like, yeah. not breathing at him at all. <laughs> So funny. Yeah. When he comes back and says, like, 
who's missing? Oh, Tanner. All right, I'm going to go clean up now. We'll be back. And I was like, okay. Tanner is uh, obsessed with the two different colored eyes on Davia. Like, a lot. Like, in a little bit of a weird way. Yeah. I mean, look, me too. But, like, in a way that that is the first thing I, t- I say to describe my dog. Mm-hmm. Not my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, like, we get it. We get it. You don't have to tell us again mm-hmm. because we heard you the first time. Yeah. And he, like, went and told and everyone else. Fucking see. Yeah. I was, like, embarrassed because he, like, went and told everyone else. And I was like, listen, she was, like, already on TV. So I'm yeah. guessing the people on Zach's season already know that. But thank you. Um, the preview for next week shows things heating up. So, mm-hmm. kind of like you hinted, looks like Kat's gonna go for John Henry. And my guess is that's gonna feel 0% genuine to anyone. Looks and like- Olivia's gonna lose it. Yeah. Looks like Jess is gonna try things out with Tyler. That makes me nervous. Yeah, like, it kind of, like, makes me, like, I guess good for Jess for, like, trying to be with one of the people she, like, wanted. But then, like, mm-hmm. I also really like Tyler and Mercedes, so I'm just, like... Right. Eh. Uh, apparently, Charity is gonna come down and say something to Eliza that Aaron B will say messed up his life. Yeah, like, what did you do? I cannot even imagine. Yeah. I cannot figure out. These are messy-ass people. Yeah. Um, and I cannot figure out what he could have done. Yeah. That has ruined his life. Like, I feel like Charity has, Charity like... Has yeah, Charity has, like, I thought, like, was pretty fond of him. Yeah. She, like, I, when they broke up, it was, it was... Everything was fine and normal. Uh, maybe he slid under her DMs or something. Yikes. Uh, moving on to different area of bachelor nation golden bachelor is getting harder and harder to watch Mm. because it like clearly stresses gary out Mm. and he's like crying all the time and it's sad um but this is what happened this week faith gets a once in a lifetime one-on-one is what they keep calling it oh um it's not once in a lifetime because it happens every fucking season yeah they go up in a helicopter, and then they land on a yacht and have a little picnic there. Cute. When she gets back, the women are like, how was it? And she is hesitant to tell them because she doesn't know if they want to hear her talk about this amazing date. Basically, is what she says. She's like, I don't know if y'all want to hear about it. And they're like, oh my gosh, no. Like, we want to hear. Like, please, go on. Um, but Man, I, like, if Kathy were her- still here... Kathy has traumatized. Yeah, Kathy's like, Kathy's like, thank you, Faith. We don't want to hear it. Keep it to yourself. Kathy's not there anymore. I know, but I'm saying that's what she would be but, saying. Yeah. So, she tells them about it. She's like, it's it was amazing, and like they're they're all like really happy for her. Also, I feel like now that Kathy is gone, it's like they're like when everyone who left this week when they were walking out they were like bye i love you so much yeah and they were like okay bye, i love you like it was just like it's it's a different vibe now yeah good so the rest of the women go on a group date to an amusement park and they have a lot of fun good it looks like a great time 
Leslie and Gary go up in the Ferris wheel together, and she tells him it was a hard week coming off of a one-on-one and then feeling like there's not enough time with him, which, like, I understand, but it's also getting annoying. Yeah. Like, for, not just for these women, but for every Bachelor show. Like, of course you haven't had time with him yet. It's been, like, three days. Yeah. Since y'all went on a full day long date. Yeah. And now that you have time with him, you're wasting it. Talking about this? Mm-hmm. It's silly. At the amusement park, at the amusement park, a few of the women tell Gary they're falling in love with him, which they point out they haven't said in about 50 years. Cute. He is so happy to hear it from them. In the previews, where we see some, like, hometowns, and he he tells someone that he thinks he's in love, and then he does say that he's in love with all three women um, that are left, so... He, I think, I think he is going to be someone who is not going to say that, yeah, to anybody until they're engaged or whatever. But he's really happy to hear it. Cute. He then decides not to give a rose at the group date, which I think is the right call because if he did, it would mean that he only gave one rose at the rose ceremony because Faith already has a rose and only three women are going to hometowns. Oh, okay. So I yeah, think that would be weird. Yeah, I think there probably isn't going to be fantasy suites. Maybe that's why they're doing three women at hometowns. Maybe. Um, ultimately, Faith, Leslie, and Teresa are all given roses and are heading to hometowns. So that means that Sandra, Karen, and Ellen went home. Jesse Palmer tells them to take all the time they need. So Ellen just kind of stands there for a while. <laughs> like up at the... Pedestals? Yes. Yes. Just standing amongst the women who got roses. And Gary's like, Ellen, can I walk you out? Can you leave, bitch? Um, And so when they go outside, she seems, like, pretty upset. Like, she's crying, but she also seems, like, kind of mad. But then in her car interview, she says that Gary is a great guy. He deserves to find his love. And I'm like, why didn't you say that to him? Like, (laughs) you kind of left him in shambles thinking that you're pissed at him yeah and now you're like you know what gary's just the best like he should have the best but yeah so we're going into hometowns we see previews of him meeting like people's kids and grandkids how cute is that gonna be fun and different and he does talk about falling in love with the women um a few people ask him like he, like, tells some of the grandkids, he's like, would it be okay if I marry your grandma? I was like, you better be serious. You cannot be throwing that around. Interesting. Um, so, I don't know. I really don't know who I think. I think, right now I'm thinking Leslie. Yeah, but... that's what I was thinking. And I've only seen one episode, but that's how I'm feeling, too. Mm-hmm. All right. On to Big Brother. And this time... Jag is actually targeting Blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Felicia will not stop with the shit stirring. Every time Sari says literally anything, she runs up and tells Jag. I feel like we were all watching Blue thinking like, oh, poor girl, like you're trusting Jag too much. Like he's lying to you. But like, damn, Felicia too. Like, mm-hmm. and at first, I was thinking that about, like, Felicia and Sari. Yeah, like, true. Felicia, she is not, like, your girl like you think she is. But now, like, with Jag. Yeah. 
Y'all. Like, he did, he's not, like, I'm, look, I'm rooting for Jag, but, like, he is not the end-all be-all of this fucking house. Yeah, but, like, the, like, he's not proven that he, like, I just don't understand, like, why everyone thinks they can trust him, but. Right. So, when Felicia told Jag that Sari had told her that Matt said he would eventually have to take Jag out, it was true. Mm-hmm. I like that Jag acknowledged like he went through a few things he said first i would need to know if Suri actually said that then i would need to know if matt actually said that and then i would need to know like if he meant it so right i think he knows like he needs to just like find out what's going on instead of just like jump, yeah. jumping to like oh i guess i should not talk to my final two anymore you know yeah but also like if you want to play this if you want to win this game like that has to be true in some capacity yeah. but i don't think jag uh, like i think jag fully believes that like matt would not take him out and that they would just be the final two but yeah i mean for matt like if he wants right to, he's not want going to, to be win, jag. Yeah. yeah so by thursday night the noms are still blue in america Blue goes home, and it's time for a second eviction in the double eviction. Yeah. It's also, like, pretty obvious that Blue knows she's going home. Yes. You can always tell when when everyone is wearing athleisure and one person is not that they know they're going home. But you know what? Maybe things would have gone differently if Sari had been picked for a veto comp, which she has not been this entire fucking season. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. Billy was like, wait, so she hasn't played in a single veto? And I was like, no, like, she's played if she's nominated, like, if she's a nominee. Yeah. She just hasn't been pulled. I did think it was so funny. They were like, hold on, wait a second. And let me see that you have a chip in here. So Bowie wins again an HOH by lowballing the tiebreaker question. Was she trying to throw this one? I don't know. I, I was thinking, like, if she was trying to throw it, like, if, if Bowie wants to throw a competition in the future, she needs to try to win it. Or go high. Go high. Go yeah, four billion. She puts up America and Felicia. Matt wins the veto and keeps the noms the same. America is, like, really, really pleading for her life. And I was, like, really hoping they would keep her... I knew they wouldn't, but, like, I was just really hoping, like, because she was actually, like, wanting to play, and Felicia mm-hmm. is just, like, I've made it this far by trusting and believing, so that's what I'm gonna keep doing, and it's, like, no, that's annoying. Like, I wanted you to make it this yeah. far because you were playing the freaking game. You've made it this far because you're useless, and, yeah. like, that is helpful to people. Yes. You Because this is jag's ideal final five right you will like it does, if you go up against any of those people in a final two they'll win yeah america does get to join Corey in the jury house so good for her and like i said jag gets the final five that he wanted exactly how he wanted it and basically he's ensured that he will win this game it's unlikely that Bowie, Sari, or Felicia will beat those two boys in any comps. They might, I guess. I honestly feel like it's just going to be a back and forth. Unless Matt decides to take Jag out, like, Jag would beat every single one of those people. So, proving that 
Jag and Matt are gonna be the final two. Matt is the new HOH. I also saw that there was like a surprise for him in the HOH room from Riley, but I didn't see what it was yet. Interesting. But I just I'm so intrigued by that. Like yeah. that that they're still like riding that train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it looks like he put up Suri and Felicia. Not surprised. Yeah, I was like, yeah, get Suri, like get Suri out of this house, please. Like not in like I love Suri, but like that is your last standing act actual competitor yeah but like barely at this point like i think that keeping sari would be good for matt specifically because like yes if, if she did manage to win something like she would take matt at this point that's true so all right any other thoughts on big brother um no before we wrap up this chaotic episode <laughs> no on to taylor swift First up, one of Travis Kelsey's teammates' girlfriends posted a picture with Taylor and Travis, and Taylor is kissing his cheek. I swear I thought this was going to freaking break the internet. People lost their marbles, but it was very cute. Yeah, I'm obsessed. Um, also, my boss is a big sports girly, and she was telling me that the sneakers Taylor is wearing in those photos are for wives and girlfriends of the team exclusively. She's a wag! She's a wag! Uh, That's what she said. She said, those are wag sneakers. I was like, okay. So basically, the the teammates give pairs pairs of shoes to their partners when they become official, and there are specific pairs for specific games – so he likely gave her several pairs of sneakers to wear to different games as his girlfriend. Cute. She said that she thinks the ones she was wearing are playoff sneakers. Okay. But that they're also like home game sneakers and whatever. Also the pics of her from what I believe is his family's watch party or after party were yeah. super sweet. Yeah, they were cute. Then in solo Taylor news. 1989 mm-hmm. Taylor's version is here. It's home. Not a double album, mm-hmm. at least for now. Not yet. But she did release a Bad Blood remix with Kendrick Lamar again. So honestly, thank God yes. for that. You will not catch me listening to Bad Blood not with Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> I'm still wondering if more is coming, just based on the fact that there is only one feature and only on the deluxe album like i just feel like that's super weird to me several people though have officially lost hope of any song with harry based on the vault songs about him about him which i would like to point out were written nine years ago yeah i don't think that that means that like she's like well, i can't write a song with him now right like she's moved on they're friends yeah also though 1989 has always been my least favorite album But those vault tracks make it a completely different vibe. And now I'm, like, obsessed with 1989. That's interesting. So I actually had to, like, bring myself down to earth a little bit when I was listening to the vault tracks. They were good. Mm -hmm. They were great. But I was thinking, like, oh, like, slut isn't, like, what I expected it to be or whatever. But I had to remember that, like, they are vault tracks of my least favorite album right so like they may not be my favorites still like 
I had to remind myself, like, what the vibe of 1989 was and that, like, it that has just never been my, like, favorite thing. And so I was yeah. like, they're great and they're great vault songs, but, like, I'm still going to choose <laughs> Speak Now vault songs or, like, Red vault yeah. songs. So. I think that part of it, though, is that what I didn't like about 1989 is that it was so, like, upbeat and supposed to be, like, trendy and catchy that the songs just weren't, like, timeless, you know? Yeah. Like, 2014, they were great, but, like, now I just don't listen to them. But these vault songs are, like, slower, Yeah, a lot of them. Or, like, I, something that I would still listen to today, and so I feel like that's what makes it feel different for me. Yeah. So, let's talk about that prologue. I mm-hmm. snippeted some of it. She says, quote, You see, in the years preceding this, I had become the target of slut-shaming, the intensity and relentlessness of which would be criticized and called out if it happened today. The jokes about my amount of boyfriends, the trivialization of my songwriting as if it were a predatory act of a boy-crazy psychopath, the media co-signing the narrative... I had to make it stop because it was starting to really hurt. It became clear to me that, for me, there was no such thing as casual dating or even having a male friend that you platonically hang out with. If I was seen with him, it was assumed I was sleeping with him. And so, I swore off hanging out with guys, dating, flirting, or anything that could be weaponized against me by a culture that claimed to believe in liberating women but consistently treated me with the harsh moral codes of the Victorian era. Being a consummate optimist, I assumed I could fix this if I simply changed my behavior. I swore off dating and decided to only focus on myself, my music, my growth, and my female friendships. If I only hung out with my female friends, people couldn't sensationalize and sexualize that, right? I would learn later on that people could and would. End quote. I feel like so glad to get her thoughts in prose form. Like, mm-hmm. we always obviously get her thoughts in song, but I'm, like, I mm-hmm. am so glad to, like, know how she just, like, felt in this time in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds very much that she is putting the Gaylor rumors to bed, and mm-hmm. this is sad for a lot of folks, but also good for her. It's also, like, not the first time she has tried to put the Gaylor rumors to bed, though. She has explicitly said, I am not a part of the LGBT community. I'm just an like, ally. before... Right, and people do not listen. I think it's something that I've always wondered, like, based on, like, p- people pointing out that who it seems like she's dated. Um, but I do appreciate her pointing out that it's the same thing as if we speculate over her dating a man that she's just friends r- with. And it's really not cool to dissect every relationship in someone's life yeah. either way. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that she said that. Because I feel like people, like, people just never think that it's enough to say, like, no, I'm not. Like, or, like, like Harry Styles has, like, explicitly said, like, I am not going to answer that question. Mm-hmm. And he still gets asked it all the time. And, like, people still, like, speculate. Like, I, look, I am a, I am a Larry fan mm-hmm. till I die. We know this. Everyone yeah. knows this about me. But, like, still, like it's not fair for the media to continually ask someone something that they have answered. Yeah. Or said they're not going to answer. Yeah. 
And other overall thoughts on the release? Any songs that felt especially different to you this time? Um, Clean and Out of the Woods felt different to me for some reason. Clean, I I don't think I realized before how synthy it was. Yeah. And so when I heard it again, I was like, oh. But then I listened to the original version and it, it was kind of the same. But Out of the Woods felt different to me. Um, I saw a lot of people saying that they will not be listening to style from Taylor's version because it was so bad. I didn't really notice enough of a difference to think that, but people were pointing out, like, this isn't just, like, Taylor getting back her music. This is Taylor releasing her music the way she intended it to be Mm -hmm. released and wasn't allowed to release it that way. Um, But... I also just feel like her voice sounds smoother, and I love, like, hearing her voice on the Taylor's versions. I also saw someone point out that, like, it's not just, like, that her voice has, like, matured, but, like, somebody who has learned how to manage their voice in singing. Like, people say, like, oh, she just doesn't have as much emotion this time around, but it wasn't necessarily emotion. It was, like, that her voice was, like, straining. Yeah. And now it's not. And, like, I just love hearing, like, the, even though, like, the songs themselves sound the same, like, her voice always sounds different to me. Yeah. Yeah, I have heard, and then I did find an Instagram thing where they, like, played them side by side, but it is just, like, significantly crisper, the whole album. And when people said that, I was like, I don't really get it. But then I found something that played New Romantics, like, side side by side, from the old mm-hmm. to Taylor's version, and it was, like, it was, like, pretty monumental. Like, just how much crisper, like, mm-hmm. the production was. So, I think that's And just... I think as we get into the... I think as we get older in the albums... Right. Like, they're, they sound more and more alike. Like, I really feel like, like, Reputation is not going to sound that much different. Yeah. But it's still... It's just nice to hear. Yeah. All right, now it's time to rank your vault songs. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I can go. My order is, Is It Over Now, Say Don't Go, Suburban Legends, Slut, and Now That We Don't Talk. Which was a shock to me, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> Mine are, Is It Over Now? Sorry, Harry Styles. But also, like, the blue eyes comment gets me every time. Say Don't Go. Slut. It did surprise me as a slower song, but it felt very relevant with the current NFL commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that. Now That We Don't Talk and then Suburban Legends. All right. And then to close us out, I was thinking it would be fun to do a game of sorts not really much of a game but Mm -hmm. i found some of the more obscure or unhinged hints from the google vault game that we all played to get Mm -hmm. taylor to release the vault track titles and so i was gonna read you the hint and see if you can guess Mm -hmm. or remember any of the answers If Taylor Swift gave you the hint, a game of cat and mouse, what would you think the answer is? Mm. Cats? 
No, it's love. Oh. Love's a game of cat and mouse. <laughs> mm. If Taylor Swift gave you the hint coffee, what would you think the answer coffee? is? Coffee? Yes. Harry Styles. Long list of ex-lovers, but nice try. Oh. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the vault song. It, it's it was two unlock vault songs. The answers are 3, not 000. the vault songs. Coffee's later. Oh yeah, true. The hint is deepest fear. Snakes. The answer is sea urchins. <laughs> Why the fuck would I know that? I just also wanted y'all to understand how unhinged Swiftyhood and this woman are. If the hint if the hint is blue sweatshirt, what's the answer? Nineteen eighty nine. The answer is seagulls. On a boat. Whoa! Oh. The boat. You were getting closer. Blue dress on a boat. If the hint is look at it, what is the answer? Now? It's yes, whale? What? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that video of her? Yes. (laughs) And last, but not least because it's Halloween... If the hint was Halloween costume, what would you think the answer would be? Is it one I've already said? No. Not, not even a um, little. Hmm. I cannot think of a single Halloween costume this woman has worn. The answer is Pegacorn. No. <laughs> See, that's not a thing because a Pegasus already has the features of a unicorn. The point of this game is Taylor Swift is a little weirdo. And that's all. <laughs> Thanks for and playing. I'm t- <laughs> not a good Swifty, apparently. One I didn't read to you was going to be the hint is caption. The answer is got a haircut. <laughs> no. Why would I remember that? That she had a caption once, apparently, that said, got a haircut. She also had a caption that said, it's cool. Yes, She has well. a lot of captions. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Any pop culture mm. things burning in your mind? No. You can see a pile of my clothes behind me. I purchased a dupe for every single era cardigan. This is my reputation card again. Jesus. All right. Well, happy Halloween. Yeah. Bye. Be safe. Yeah. Bye. Next time on The Housewife Did It, Katie will tell Mary the story of the unbelievable kidnapping of Sherry Papini. Follow us on all social media at Housewife Did It Pod. Housewife Singular. Mm -hmm.